Welcome back to Well, That's Interesting, the Giving Till It Hurts edition. What? That's right. What are we giving until it hurts? Everything? We're going to give everything away till it, till it hurts. Oh, no. <laughs> Today, episode 048, Pathological Generosity. Ooh. <laughs> this sounds evil question mark yeah. uh i'm jill chacha and i am with the very concerned marissa riley thank you <laughs> i am concerned pathological is usually a word associated with, with i think of pathological liars yeah and that's yeah. not a good thing to right be. impulsive right yes impulsiveness mm-hmm. but Pathological generosity. generosity. Mm-hmm. That's right. It sounds like it could also be a bad thing. It is a very bad thing. Unless, <laughs> unless that pathologically generous person is giving me money. Money? Oh, we'll get into that. Oh, we'll get into people just giving away money. Just money, money, money. Give what? it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll oh my god, it. I'm yeah. really excited now. I'm less <laughs> concerned and more just like, tell me more. Tell me everything. <laughs> Uh, if this is your first time listening, welcome to the flock. Welcome. Uh, Dr. Riley here comes in cold and learns everything uh, in real time, just like you. It's true. I rarely get any sort of hint or teaser. I think this is the first week in a long time where I actually was completely in the dark yeah. on this episode. I didn't even give you a clue. It Usually the clue <laughs> will be like one or two words long, like, like I'm excited or spiders or something i'm like oh no um but my favorite one was just bones yeah yeah (laughs) over and over for an entire week before the episode jill was just like you know it's about it's about yes bones it's about bones um which ended up being an amazing episode Mm -hmm. highly recommend yeah but this i i still feel like i'm in the dark i yeah i still have no idea what i have a Kind of a fuzzy idea, but I can't wait to see what pans out. Uh, well, before we get into all the pathological and all the generosity, yes, today's episode is a little special because it's actually dropping on the one-year anniversary of this podcast. You know, That's right. we turned know, one, y'all. We turned one, and it's not a little special. I think it's a lot special, <laughs> y'all. It's a lot special. A year old, a whole yeah. year. We we maintained a podcast. For a whole year. For a whole goddamn year. During a pandemic. That's right. After the pandemic started to fizzle out, before the pandemic probably <laughs> comes back again, <laughs> we kept this baby up, and it was it's just been so much yep. fun. It's uh, crawling around. It's growing. Uh, yeah, a year ago today, we launched episode 001. Yeah. Yeah. Aww. And a lot... A lot has changed since then. So much oh my has god! Changed. If you have been around since zero zero one, you, you've seen the difference. Uh, one, we have very well organized notes now. <laughs> yes, Jill is holding her heart while saying this. By the way, yeah, it's so uh, cute. Yeah, we have dozens of sources, very well organized. Uh, I think in episode zero zero one, I had like two sources, and I wrote my notes by hand in like the margins of a book. It was just, <laughs> it was just. I know. Yeah, I can't believe. I don't know. We did it. We had to, we had to do it. We, we had, had to, to do it. We were so excited. I think we ended up each drinking like four glasses of wine <laughs> right. through the entire first episode. I was nervous. So nervous. Yeah. Um, but here we are. Yeah. Now it's like, yeah. I don't, I don't want to say the easiest thing to do, but it's quite fun and it, it feels, it feels so good. It and, feels so good. And we, 
you know what else we have now? We have the flock, y'all. We have the flock. Have- That's the most important part of this. Is <laughs> That's right. We have y'all. And whether you yeah, know it or not, man. we think about you guys all Constantly. the time. And Constantly. we're so excited every time we hear from y'all. Um, and I just want to say one yeah. quick thing. Yeah. We are getting some awesome come and go variations. Yes. So if y'all just want to keep sending them in, <laughs> I, I, I think I might highlight that every episode now. I think so. I think um, we should. Because, so we're also on Twitter at WTI underscore pod and... We've got our Twitter flock uh, just yeah. tweeting photos of the come and goes that they pass. And if you don't know what the hell we're talking about, listen to the last few episodes. It's, uh, <laughs> it's fucking worth it. The pump and dump. Let me it's tell right. you, the, the lick and split. Lick and split. The squirt and scram. Squirt and scram. It's amazing. Expect t-shirts. That's right. Uh, Expect t-shirts. Just, just incredible. So thank every... Each, Every one of you, each and every one of you for listening, subscribing, telling your friends, just looking out for oddly named convenience stores. <laughs> it, it means everything to us. And I have to say, um, y'all have, oh, <laughs> cue, the, cue the waterworks, yeah, y'all have up. stayed interesting. No! <laughs> oh, shit. I yeah. went there. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Please keep listening. So, uh, yeah, I mean, our plans for the future. We're going to keep doing this. We're going to do live shows. So please stay tuned yes. for live dates. We really, really want to do this in front of you, in your face. I want us to all gather in a room together and just scream at the things that we learn yeah. in, in horror. <laughs> so. I, yeah, I want to hear your come and go variations out loud. Yeah. I, I would love to not be the only person screaming at some of these things. Let's do it. Yeah. Scream Let's with scream me. together. Yeah. Okay. So... I think for today's episode, what better way to celebrate, what other way possibly to celebrate, in, but in proper WTI fashion? <clears throat> what do you think? Sounds great. Let's talk about brain damage. Of course. <laughs> of course. So Why didn't I see that coming? So we're going to talk about a case so unusual, it shook neuroscientists and shocked philosophers alike. What? We're going to talk about a man named Joao. Joao. And the source of his generosity. Okay. Okay. So. Sounds like a bad source. <laughs> All right. So let's get into it. Let's begin by heading over to the glorious, colorful city of Rio de Janeiro. Oh, take me there. Yeah. It's the early 1990s. Of course it is. That's right. Which means around the world, uh, biker shorts, tivas, keds, and oversized sweatshirts were all the rage. And they are again now. I was just it's about to say. Very confusing. <laughs> now they're calling them tevas. Mm-hmm. Um, but back in my day... Uh, you called them Tevas. That's right. And you wore them in the lake <laughs> with your cargo shorts. That's, that was a young Dr. Riley right there. That was me when I was eight. I was V, v Butch. Um, and Adorable. <laughs> I don't know what happened. But yeah. <clears throat> Anyways, back so, to the 90s. Yeah. There's sliced up jeans and chunky shoes. Now, <clears throat> sorry about my voice. Now, if all of this sounds familiar, of course, just like you said, uh, you could thank the early 90s for all of it, I guess. So, <laughs> so, what never goes out of fashion, what certainly is timeless and the definition of style, is French fries. I couldn't agree more. So, that's right. We're on a street corner in Rio, waiting in line for some fries from a street cart. But sounds these, like a great night, by uh, the way. It really does. <laughs> So these aren't ordinary fries. Oh. These are the best kind of fries. They're free. Oh, amazing. That's right. Uh, why aren't we there right now? <laughs> so <laughs> We fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> the guy frying them up and handing them out is Joao. Oh. And if you asked him why and how he decided to spend his days like this, 
he would tell you that he left his job managing a human resources department in an ins- insurance company okay. and felt it was time to join his brother-in-law in the hospitality business, okay. making people happy okay. because doing so made him happy. Okay. Okay. But if you asked his wife, his brother-in-law, how he ended up with the cart, they would say he was forced to leave his position at the company, oh. that his finances were disappearing, okay. and he found himself living solely on the recently, on his really recent deceased mother's pension okay which was barely anything so in an attempt to help joao uh, joao's brother-in-law handed over the cart okay there's a lot to unpack here yeah um yeah (laughs) joao yeah it's you know what's up this just feels like a scenario that would be on like the good place or something yes, like that. I thought like, about that. The how whole time. how do we judge Joao? Because I, you know, I love embellishing as well. Mm-hmm. I like to pretend that things are a little bit nicer than they are, and that I made a lot of decisions, um, <laughs> not because of my bank account, but because I just felt like not buying clothes or anything new yeah. for a long time. This is just how I feel. But yeah, I'm, there's a lot of extremes here. Yeah, we're going to get into some pretty pretty extreme extremes here. Okay. Yeah. And it's not just uh, giving away this or that every once in a while or saving, your, you know, it's, uh, we, sh- we should get into it. You'll, you'll see the difference between what you're talking about and the pathological generosity. Oh, yeah. okay. So where are we? So we're on a street corner in Rio. The guy's just handing out fries. But so, so here's the thing. Uh, in true generous Joao fashion, when he did have a hungry customer, he, po- he couldn't possibly just take their money. Uh, if the customer insisted, Joao would agree to take it, but then he would use the cash to buy soda, candy, or treats for kids he just met on the street. What? And it was their reaction to his gratitude that was the payoff. Oh. So Joao never made a dime. And ironically, he didn't have enough or make enough to support his own son. No. Oh, his own son. Oh, no. I know. Exactly. (gasps) No. Okay. what the fuck is going on here? Is Joao the embodiment of sainthood? Or is there something else going on underneath the surface? Something else. Something Something else. else, Something else. else. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. If you guessed he suffered from an enormous stroke that completely changed his personality, you're right. Ah, I knew it. (laughs) So, you see, Joao was in his late 40s, and like a lot of people in that age range, he lived with high blood pressure, but didn't know it. Oh, no. Yeah. So, the condition eventually led to what doctors called a left lenticulocapsular hematoma. Holy shit, you nailed that I so did. well. I just went into it. I'm staring at the words, <laughs> and she just, they rolled out of her mouth. They rolled off the tongue. Right. It was gorgeous. My, my extreme fatigue right now, just like, I just rolled right into it. I just, I just, <laughs> the car was still going, I just opened the door and rolled out. And that's how- <laughs> she just got out of a, a three-hour drive, by the way, yeah. and wolfed down a burrito, and now Oof. she's recording, and I yeah. I am so in awe. I would have to take, like, an eight-hour nap just or something. doing it for the flock, y'all. <laughs> she, she loves you guys. <clears throat> so, what in the holy fuck is lenticulocapsular hematoma? Okay, well, I'm glad you asked. Everyone, it's imagination time. <laughs> Amazing. Picture a brain. Okay. Okay. And we're looking down at it from above. Okay. So you see the two hemispheres? Yes. Okay. Now point to the center. Okay. Now move a wee bit closer towards the frontal lobe. Okay. So that we're kind of between the center and the frontal lobe, or like between the two. Okay. I'm doing this motion where I'm like 
prodding an invisible <laughs> brain yes. and it it the way I'm holding my hands it, it looks like I'm prodding a butt <laughs> it kind of yeah it, it does from above yeah. the brain from above looks like a butt which says a lot about people yeah <laughs> I can't believe I've never thought of the brain as a butt I think that's a compliment to the all, brain all of us yeah to all Thank of us you. yeah <laughs> your brain has a crack <laughs> it does and so does your butt Coincidence? I think not. No. No. Anyway, it's back to the podcast. <laughs> Sorry I derailed us like that. It was fucking amazing. So it's here uh, at this butt slash brain uh, situation. Conjuncture, yes. <laughs> Conjuncture. Uh, what, uh, where we're at is the lenticulostriate artery and just a bunch of blood vessels. Now, several of these basically ruptured in Joao. Oh, my God. Okay, so put a pin in this location. Okay. So, and just to be clear... A ruptured blood vessel bleeding out into the brain is what is known as, say it with me now, a, a stroke. stroke. There you go. Actually, we recently spoke about strokes uh, back in in between 039. Okay. Uh, do you remember that young man who chugged like eight <gasps> scoops of a workout supplement? Yes. Oh my God, go. I forgot about him. Yeah. And like the tsunami of caffeine and chemicals like upped his blood pressure and parts of his brain bled and swelled and they had to do like cranial surgery. Yeah, yeah, to the point where he was still in recovery yeah. yes. when we talked about him. And yeah. I think it had been a year or something. Yes, yeah. It's um, wild. If y'all haven't had a listen, please do. That was in between 039. And that young man in his 20s got like the worst of it. And he needed months of physical rehabilitation, just like you said. Yeah. Um, now, that outcome was due to certain areas affected in his specific case. Hmm. So like a lot in life, it all comes down to location. Ah. Okay, so here's what I mean. Let's get back to Joao. Now, according to Dr. Larry Goldstein, a neurologist and director of the Stroke Center at Duke University, quote, stroke can cause a whole variety of neuropsychological and behavioral changes depending on the extent of injury and the location of the injury in the brain. Okay, okay, okay. Now, for Joao, those blood vessels that popped, remember those? Yes. Well, they were the ones supplying oxygen and nutrients to an area called the medial forebrain bundle. Okay. And that's right at the center of the brain. Does the uh, medium... Medial, medial forebrain bundle. It sounds like a <laughs> shopping deal. Um, uh, three for, you know, 40. I don't know. Um, at the come and go. At the come and go. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, is this where your compassion or empathy ah, is that's developed? Excellent, excellent question. Actually, Dr. Marissa, if you would, please tell us as to what the MFB, as it's called, exactly is and what it exactly does, according to thebrain.mcgill.ca. I would love to. All right, quote, there are several areas of the brain whose activation can have gratifying effects, but it is the stimulation of one particular pathway that produces the most intense pleasure. This is the medial forebrain bundle, or the MFB. It is inside this bundle that the nerve fibers of the reward circuit are located. The reward circuit is a substructure of the MFB composed of axons, releasing or involving dopamine as a neurotransmitter, end quote. So basically, the part of his brain that was affected mm -hmm. releases dopamine there as a reward when he does something good? Question mark? 
You fucking nailed it. Ah, yes. Fucking nailed it. Now, the MFB, the reward circuit, now that was still taking in stimuli and pumping out that sweet, sweet dopamine. Yeah. Okay, so that part worked fine. What broke down due to the stroke was its communication wiring with the frontal lobe, that part of your brain right before your forehead, which is supposed to stop us from doing stupid shit. Oh, that's an important one. Yeah. Yeah. So what I mean is that it's the area where higher cognitive functions take place, like future planning, impulse control, problem solving, and helps us navigate social situations safely. Oh, I think my frontal lobe could use a (laughs) tune-up. Those are all areas I have some difficulty with. Yeah, it takes a long time for that motherfucker to get to develop. (laughs) We should all get our frontal lobes checked out. (laughs) Or I should, I don't know. So essentially what was happening in Joao's Joao's brain was every time he gave something away, be it fries or money, he got a hit of dopamine. But all the negative effects, like losing his job, the inability to care for his son, bankrupting the fry cart, it never registered with the frontal lobe that it was due to this behavior. Oh my God. So to quote theatlantic.com, quote, no matter how dire his finances looked or how many times his family yelled, he never never learned, end quote. I can't tell if he is... The most terrible person or the luckiest person? I would love to, I mean, I, uh, it wouldn't yeah. be a good thing, but I would love to not be affected by money. Yeah, right. <laughs> he totally wasn't at all. He was just, um, according to his doctors, he was like the happiest person they ever met. That's crazy. Yeah. Also, uh, dopamine is what's released when you do cocaine. So I would love <laughs> yes. to get a cocaine feeling Every time I gave someone a dollar. Yeah, there you go. That's exactly what he was feeling. They actually, they related it to cocaine, like on that level. Like that kind of, yeah, that kind of, that, that bump, that impulse, like that re- reward. Got it. Situation, yeah. I can't tell if I want this stroke or not. <laughs> no, no. I don't. No, it's no. obviously a joke. So his generosity became an impulse control disorder. And I know what you're thinking, why the fuck generosity of all things? Yeah. That's a great question. Doctors don't know for certain. What? Yeah. Neuroscience is kind of funny like that. You don't know what parts do until they're not working right. Oh my God, of course. Yeah. Dr. Marissa, though, would you be so kind to tell us what the lemonade scientists hope to make from Joao's lemons? (laughs) (laughs) I would love to. All right. Quoting live silence. Silence, not not <laughs> silence. Quoting live science, quote, uh, Joao's patholo- path- pathological generosity may provide new insights into which brain areas affect the delicate balance between altruism and egoism, which make up one of the pillars of ordinary social motivation and decision-making, the researchers said, end quote. There you go. At first, I was like, is he doing this for more? Is it like moral dessert? Is he Mm -hmm. doing it just to be a good person? But Mm -hmm. it sounds beyond his control. It's beyond his control. But it's interesting to learn from it. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, just how the brain is wired. Well, yeah. It's like Joelle's case shows us, shows us. I'm so excited I can barely speak. (laughs) Joelle's case shows us generosity is actually hardwired into our brain. Uh, but there's an intricate dance between the higher regions and the pleasure regions. Ooh. And when something cuts in, it cut, like, cuts, it cuts into that dance, that dance becomes a clusterfuck, <gasps> essentially. And after the break, we're just going to show how, just how easy it is to mess up those two dance partners. Yeah, it doesn't need to be something as dramatic as a stroke to fuck it up. What? Yeah, we're going to unintentionally drug people into becoming reckless caregivers. Oh, my God. Yeah. 
Yeah. So please stay tuned. Please do. I promise I'll, you know, I'll be able to speak better. <laughs> yeah, we're going to drug some folks. Stay tuned. Fun. <laughs> and we're back. We are so back. We are so back. And we're doing drugs in London. Finally. <laughs> it's about goddamn time. That's right. It took a goddamn year, but we're here. At last. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> uh, actually, it's the early 2000s, and we're with Andrew Lees, a neurologist. Oh. Uh, he wanted to help several of his patients suffering from Parkinson's. One of the disease's effects is what neurologists call anhedonia. Okay. And it's not, it's not depression per se. It's more like life's little pleasures are now just meh. Ah, Just a big old meh. So like kind of a blankness. Yes, exactly. Got it. And this is because the disease has caused the death of brain cells that produce dopamine. Oh, that's not good. No. I, I'm personally a big fan of dopamine. <laughs> I, I do things all day uh, for that dopamine rush. That's right, get it. I don't do cocaine <laughs> anymore but that was fun <laughs> uh, now i just uh we live in new york you know that's just <laughs> it's just around uh no now i just buy things i don't need on amazon that is close my second. number one yeah way to get a dopamine hit. close second or number one you know? yep. <laughs> really raises those levels yeah so uh so lee's got to thinking you know he'll just replace the missing dopamine with some pills and that should do the trick sounds about right yeah so he prescribed them a drug called pramipaxol uh, and the side effects were, in his own words, quote, something he's never seen before. Okay, that makes me sweat. <laughs> <That's>, mm. <laughs> yeah. So Sam Keane from The Atlantic did a great write-up on the side effects, some of which were, of course, reckless or pathological generosity. Oh. Where's the fucking side effects? Oh, now, my God. Dr. Marissa, would you do the honors of reading from this particular article and just read about the several weeks of chaos that these folks experienced while on this drug. Oh my God, another one might be happier. I'm very excited. All right, quote from the article, the man who couldn't stop giving, (laughs) and I quote, one man in his late 30s began lifting weights, gambling, and shopping compulsively, once buying 60 bottles of aftershave. He also gave away most of his money from his disability checks to his friends and twin brother to the point where, oh, to the point that his electricity got cut off. In another case, a 66-year-old woman bought three motorized scooters on eBay, though she had no use for them. Mm-hmm. She also started giving her money away to family and friends since she knew she'd otherwise spend it on useless things. That's fair. All right. And a 58-year-old naturalist found his sex drive soaring and began writing obsessively about things like mushrooms and toadstools, sometimes for 48 hours straight. He also began handing out sandwiches and money to people addicted to narcotics while walking around town. He gave one young woman two, uh, sorry, 20,000 pounds Money his family couldn't spare. End quote. That's right. Okay. Yeah. So this is... Yeah. Bad. That's not good. 20,000 pounds. This is bad. Although to one person. I think we should start giving members of the 1% whatever this is. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a great idea. Wouldn't that be awesome? Pump them full of it. Pump them full of it. If, if like, all of those, like... I, financial analysts started just like 
giving out like, uh, I don't know, like post-its with their pin number on it. Like, wouldn't that be awesome? Just incredible. I just, these fuckers don't need to go to space. They're all going into space. No one needs, you yeah. don't need to go to space unless you're a trained astronaut. That's you right. don't, you don't have to go. <laughs> I say that like our listeners <laughs> genuinely want to go to space. I'm sure you know, they can go. The, mil- the billionaires, they're stuck here. We're putting them on this drug. We're putting them on this drug. <laughs> uh, when they do get on this drug, I want to be as close to Midtown as possible. <laughs> Midtown is like a fancy place where rich people work, sort of. <laughs> it's mostly where they drink in business suits. And then I'm just going to wait. Yeah. And then, yeah. This, this, yeah, everybody, you know, put a pin in this. I think I just solved America. <laughs> you think I am amazing. You're welcome. Amazing. Marissa out. Okay, bye. <laughs> so, how you did? Thank you for your I'm service. I'm just going to go collect my money thank, from thank the Thank you for people. your service. <laughs> okay, tell me more. Okay, so what's also interesting, in some instances, the patients understood the dangers of giving away too much, what? but literally felt like they had no defense against the impulse to hand over whatever was available. Oh my God. So, okay. You know, uh, this is some scary shit. And the folks who were already dealing with Parkinson's. Oh, that's right. Yeah. They had to be weaned off Pramipexol uh, to get their lives back together. That's so horrifying. I can't yeah. imagine being in this place where you have no control. No control whatsoever. And yeah. you're already dealing with something so horrifying. Yes. You're, you're losing your body and your control. Yep. Mm -hmm. So once they were totally off, they returned to their normal selves. So it's kind of remarkable that generosity is an activity that says feel good is gambling or buying random shit off eBay. And what's also remarkable is that the next time you feel feel philanthropic, it might not be you in control. (gasps) Dun, dun, dun. But at the very least, you'll be bonkers fucking happy. There you go. Like Joao. So fuck yeah. Uh, that is the end of episode 048 and a full year of recording this podcast. Fuck yes. With y'all. I love it. <laughs> this is this is amazing. We honestly couldn't do it without our listeners. Yes. So a big thank you. A big thank you. Just and the biggest hug. We love you. We can't wait to just grow another year and see what the fuck happens. Yeah. <laughs> and hopefully do some live shows because yeah. I would love to have some drinks yeah. with our listeners exactly. or fries or Mm-hmm. whatever yeah so and just, and just chat it's gonna happen there you go and please stay interesting please do